Hey, Seth. Hey, Ryan. You sound a little sad. Well, it's just because I've got this movie idea. I can't shake it. And I just keep dreaming about it. I go to sleep. It's in my dreams. I wake up. It's still in my dreams. And I can't get rid of it. And you're shaking it. Just... Yeah. I, I shake and shake and nothing happens. And you just... Okay. It sounds sad, man. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. This might inspire you to go make it. There's a new thing called the Music Bed Challenge. Have you heard of that? Yes. I literally told you about it last week in a sponsor ad. Oh, okay. Well, let me tell you about it again. Music Bed Challenge. But you can make a documentary. A narrative short or a spec ad. If you use MuseBet tracks that they provide, you could win up to $100,000 in grants and gear. Yeah, I know. I literally told you all of this. Well, let me tell you a little bit more. When you make a documentary narrative short or spec ad in the MuseBet Challenge, it will be judged by some industry-leading people. Yeah, like Drea Clark, producer at Film Independent. Like Drea Clark, producer at Film Independent. Yeah, and Ricky Staub. Ricky Staub, director of Netflix's Concrete Cowboy. Why are you continuing to tell me about these? I think you just need to hear it one more time, Seth. I think... Don't tell me about Mohammed Gorgistani, director and co-founder of Even Odd. Damn it, Seth. I was just about to tell you about Mohammed Gorgistani. You're always telling me about Mohammed Gorgistani, director and co-founder okay, of Even okay, Odd. Okay, Go to musicbed.com slash challenge to download your starter kit. Get all the deets. I did it last week. I made my film already. I'm basically <laughs> winning. Tom Hanks is a bastard. Hey, I'm Ryan. And I'm Seth. And welcome back to the Writer's Room Game Show. It's the podcast where every week we generate an original feature film idea from scratch in under 60 minutes, working from a set of random prompts given to us by a big Hollywood studio. Seth, how are you doing, my friend? I'm so damn good. Let's get this party started. <laughs> let's get it. Par- let's hit get the this soundboard. Party started, too, baby. No, too early. Actually, no, um, do hit the soundboard. Yes, let's hit it. Yeah. All right, Seth, you have the listener question prepared. I Let's do. This comes from the Discord from a gentleman named Brian Thewitt. I think it's pronounced Brian the White, but I'm choosing to be Brian Thewitt. Anyone else? See, Brian asks, anyone else Thewitt. spend months researching slash developing a script slash story, and then when you sit down to actually type it out, you find you're already bored with it and don't care anymore? Yes. Yes. Well... Excellent listener question. There's the studio well, right there. That was a quick one. Uh, we agree with you, Brian the Wit. I want to answer this. Here we go. Um, hello, this is Ryan and Seth. Hey, guys. It's the big Hollywood studio. Oh, is it? It sounds very different than uh, in past weeks. Uh, well, you, you sound different, sir. You don't sound like yourself. I sound different. Ha, huh. weird. Yeah, uh, you actually sound kind of British. Yeah. No, 100% American. <laughs> okay. Okay, I, I mean... Hey, no, check your email. I sent you a rundown of something we're looking for. Okay. Okay, looks like... Oh, I'm actually... I'm uh, seeing it in my email right now. This week, we're looking for a pitch in the genre. Uh, looks like the genre is revenge. Okay. Interesting. Like, I like, I like that. it to have this tone. Um, the tone is playful. Playful revenge thriller. <laughs> we're looking to appeal to this target audience. Fans of vintage sports cars. Okay. And this is our only mandate. Studio wants to get butts in seats no matter what. They have a big poll with directors and want you to pick any director to direct any remake. Make it juicy, make it unexpected. So it has to be based on an original, uh, on a pre-existing property, but we get to choose the director? Yes. A revenge film? Yeah, I'm in. Let's do this. Okay. That's it for now. Talk soon. Kissy, kissy. 
Oh, you said that way too slowly, okay, I sir. I do not like that. Um, okay, we're going to hang out, get to work. Thank you so much, American studio head. So long. God bless America. Never forget. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, right. okay, I'm hanging up. Never forget. Just had to throw that in there. Okay, Seth, and now we just have our five ideas for our idea pile, which we may or may not use. Uh, we get extra points at the end for. Yeah, so we have a couple that we've gotten before. Hold on one second. We have the chief of police. Okay. Someone has too much to drink. I've had too much to drink. A suitcase full of money. Fargo, I like it. A drug-sniffing dog. And a star collapses. A star collapses. I like it. We're going cosmic with the last one. And uh, you know what that means. Hit the... S- oh, hold on. Hit the soundboard. I can't think of a fun way to say it. <laughs> the writer's room game show has begun. Okay, uh, here we go. Okay, so we're doing a playful revenge movie for fans of vintage sports cars. And looks like the studio has a big poll. This must be maybe a new studio we're working with. You know, obviously the person on the phone was a little different. (laughs) But apparently they have a big poll with directors. So we need to pick a remake and then we get to pair a director with that remake. And they want it to be unexpected and juicy is what they said. Ew, God, gross. But Um, it's in the revenge genre. Yeah, what's it's interesting. Uh, like revenge to me is less of a genre and more of a sort of uh, story. Like you can you can do lots of different things within the revenge genre, except especially when it's playful, because I feel like that's already sort of an ironic thing. But yeah, what's a remake we can we can do? I'm looking at movies. I'm googling some movies about revenge. Princess Bride, Ocean's Thirteen, Drive. What if you remade a sequel, an ocean like a movie sequel? <laughs> a re- remade a sequel within the same franchise, but not the original. <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, it's weird that I'd search revenge movies and Spider-Man No Way Home is the first one. Yeah, I I know. (laughs) I think that's very strange. You and I are not so different. We've got comedies, too. What I think what's fun about this is doing a remake that is completely different or like uh, completely changes the tone of the original and pairing a director that you wouldn't expect with it. But yeah, there's so many many movies about revenge. I know, I'm having trouble thinking of what my favorite ones are. You know what I might do? I'm going to go to, I'm going to letterbox and I'm going to look up smart on lists. Cause you know, somebody made some movies about revenge, revenge, a playful John, John wick remake. <laughs> oh, John wick's an excellent revenge movie. Um, Oh, so is a promising young woman. Although, uh, you're doing something like that. Playful might be tough, quite tough. And it's something as traumatic as, uh, suicide. It's a, that's a tough one. Star Trek Two: the wrath of Khan. <laughs> We, re- what, what, I guess we we would have to remake it in current day. It's not like we can travel back, but it would be funny too, especially since they've already sort of done a. They already did kind of a rethink of it. Even though, yeah, yeah. yeah, into darkness. Superman Two is apparently a revenge film, and that makes me want to remake Superman Two for absolutely no reason. Not really. <laughs> we've already done our Superman movie with Lois. Us is technically a revenge movie. You know, a movie I just really didn't like. I don't like. I don't like shitting on movies on on the internet. But but uh, here I'm going to do it. But now you see me the the movie with it's like about the magicians and it's I, like a heist. I, I didn't finish movie. it, but let me tell you something. Oh, we saw it as a family, like when it came out, and I was just like cringing the whole time. I just didn't. It's one of the like it's one of the rare movies where I was like, I just don't want to finish this. I just it's don't like so this movie. disappointing because magic rules, and so do heist <laughs> movies. And here's a yeah. 
yes. the, the most disappointing thing about that movie and the is cast that is great the most disappointing thing about that movie is that its sequel was t- was not titled now you don't it was titled now you see me too it's really do- is it now you see me too is I that what it's it called was. now you oh see me oh my gosh too. what a stupid name for a movie now you see me now you don't hey Come what on, if we man. remake inglorious bastards all and this is this is pulling from my other show but what if we remade inglorious bastards but with velociraptors yes and it was called inglorious raptors um let's do it i think we have to the the idea is out there you can't say no to that i think it's like it's against the law to say no to that it's uh, against question. the law to say no to inglorious <laughs> raptors and uh, so we have and, to take and this it's a great, totally and it's seriously. It's a great tie-in. We can we could cross promote on the shows. We can uh, you know you know obviously 100%. your show VFX and Chill. Find it on the uh, what Red Giant YouTube. Yeah, VFX and Chill show. We'll take you there. And Glorious Raptor. It's it's done. Glorious Raptor. Um, so here's the thing. I so we got we got to do it. In, I mean, it's got to be World War Two. Like we have to have or no, well, no, it's the same story but with raptors <laughs> instead. I want to start there and see how much we can get away with and do, and then we have to figure out who that right director is for this project besides steven uh, spielberg steven spielberg <laughs> or colin, colin. <laughs> actually i want to see this now i want it to be a spielberg steven spielberg's steven glorious spielberg raptors. directed yes what and it thing, is but oh the- what it is it's i'm sorry i just started screaming as a steam no please please technique. i is, love it i love the energy dude okay real quick though sorry say your idea and then i'll i don't want to shut it down but i've i've got to bring us down a little bit i want to hear yours uh, our demo is fans of vintage sports cars do you know when there were plenty of vintage sports cars back in world war ii <laughs> i guess that's true they were new at the time but uh, exactly guess, yeah it's uh, technically vintage now so here's here's what i'm thinking is that you know how like overlord and castle wolfenstein like all I those were all overlord dealing with like how the Nazis were doing weird experimentation experiments. on people yeah. and yeah so what if what if they had been able to clone dinosaurs you're grounding this in, in actual science right now uh, uh, for for a hot second and then it's not going to be anymore actual science stay tuned they they're able to clone dinosaurs and create dinosaur super soldiers that are half human half dinosaurs a bunch of these like soldiers and they make them from like American soldiers American prisoners of war so they like you know replace their head with raptor heads and replace them like with raptor parts and then these guys all escape and this is them getting their revenge on the nazis from within well i think i know what time it is pardon the interruption we must now take a break for teaching so back in 1942 uh, the nazis were experimenting and they created dinosaurs out of nothing <laughs> this this is your teaching moment i thought you were going to give us real historical information and instead <laughs> okay i'm learning I'm, my mind is open yes on the coast of the baltic sea in germany they were experimenting on people and uh no but i, I love the, i love where this is going i love the idea too also a, a group of these mercenaries from all these different european countries in america and stuff but they're all <laughs> plus raptors they're all like they, and they're like if you watch vfx and chill you'll see our treatment of this is that we just replace the head with a raptor head so that's what i'm imagining is like on human bodies on human bodies so and like, the, i the guess po- the great thing about this too is they can have a history because it's like all of these sort of people that have been experimented on by the nazis and are now in this form they've escaped and now they are trying to you know take down hitler and like you know the the inglorious bastard story and they could uh 
Yeah, I, I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a whole lot. Like now, this, this is a, this is my kind of movie now. Now, I guess we got to think about: Do we want to? Because um, obviously, you have you know a cast of characters like you have uh, the Bear Jew, you have Hugo Stiglitz, you have uh, what what was uh, Brad Pitt's character Aldo Rain, Lieutenant Aldo Rain. <laughs> do we have them literally be like non-speaking roles, like Velociraptors, and they're like talking in their subtitles? Subtitles, all their subtitles, <laughs> subtitled Velociraptor. Yep, like barking or whatever they do yep. i like it i like it because they're i mean half oh, i guess they a lot of a lot of there's a lot of german and french that is subtitled but then a lot of people that are the absolute best joke English. in the whole movie and it's my favorite joke in any tarantino movie is when brad pitt says he knows french and then he's oh, at the yes. party and he says bongiorno and the <laughs> subtitles say bongiorno signori questo is un vecchio amico mio colonello hans landa della ss bongiorno Yes, very good, very good. Dude, this is really funny. I just, I was just doing some research on Inglorious Bastards is one of my favorite movies of all time. Definitely my favorite Tarantino movie. But I never knew this trivia. When I googled uh, Inglorious Bastards, it says Adam Sandler was offered the part of Lut- Lieutenant Aldo Rain before Brad Pitt was casted. I don't think that's true. I think he, I believe he was offered the Eli Roth's roles. What I, what I heard. Oh, is it? Oh, you're right. Yes, the the Bear Jew. Uh, and that Simon Pegg was supposed to play Fassbender's role. Interesting. I'm glad that both of those didn't happen. Oh, Simon Pegg would have been freaking great. But I feel like Michael, that whole scene, Michael Fassbender, the way he plays it is so, there's, there's a, Simon Pegg shows up on screen and you're sort of expecting a little bit of comedy and like, uh, sort of that lightheartedness where I feel like Fassbender has that stony sort of like very cold vibe, which I think was perfect yeah. in that scene. But I could uh, be wrong. It may not have been Fassbender's role, but that's what I remember it being. And we're saying all of this as if that would have, either of these castings would have like ruined the film when <laughs> Mike true. Myers is 100% in this movie. I, I think that's, that's very true. One could even say that Operation Kino was her brainchild. Got the gist? I think so, sir. I think I might have clocked in Glorious Bastards back in the day, but I don't know if I have the notebook, notebook on me because it was in my uh, store clock notebook. Ooh. But it would be fun to look at the story and see how we can sort of spin it to be more... Because I guess it's it's already a playful revenge movie. There's obviously some real serious uh, stuff in it. It doesn't take itself too seriously in terms of what's happening in the film. Totally. Ours is going to be a little less Tarantino-y and a little more Raptors. <laughs> Oh man, I love how dumb this is. I do too. Okay, so what are some? Because I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to wrap my head around some of the scenes in this and the movie and seeing the Velociraptor head on these characters. Oh yeah. Because um, I feel like we need to start with like some human characters and then like sort of be introduced. Well, I mean like, that's we, what the story does, right? The story is about um, is it Shoshana? Is that her name or Shoshana? Shoshana, yeah, she's the one that escapes in the beginning. And like her story takes us to the bastards in the story. Like it feels like it's very much like kind of her story intersecting with theirs. Starts one of the best opening scenes of all time, that sort of yeah. 20 minute sequence in the house. Uh, we've got, what's his face? Uh, Hans Landa interrogating the uh, father, uh, the, the farmer with his daughters there. There's a bunch of Jewish people hiding under the, the uh, floorboards. Shoshana escapes and then we join her basically you know, what is it? Five, ten years later. I think it's like five years later. Um, and she's in France and running a movie theater or whatever. And then we eventually join the bastards after that. So yeah, I guess it could, we could just jump straight to them with the uh, velociraptor heads and they're like exposition dumping about how they became raptors or whatever. Cause you have that scene with uh, Aldo, like, you know, I want my scalps that, that scene when <laughs> he's talking to the soldiers. So we could introduce that a little bit and then maybe we can see a little backstory of them like experimenting on like who, 
they were the before, who they were like, bef- you know, before. And it's these huge big name actors. 100%. Like, <laughs> like the biggest movie stars in the world. Even but bigger movies. Like you have Brad Pitt at the front of it, but then you've got to like fill it with even bigger movie stars. So let's figure out who yeah. these, who these movie stars are. Tom Cruise, of course. I mean, that's a given. Tom Cruise, 100%. In fact, I might even say we replaced Brad Pitt with Tom Cruise. But it's just their bodies. <laughs> yeah. But they're there every day on set um, and we're replacing so, their heads with Raptors. So Samuel L. Jackson, I think is, uh, you know, he already does a lot of voiceover in Inglourious Bastards. He's, I feel like one of the highest, highest paid or like he's made the most money at the box office. How do we, what, how we've do got we, all the, how, we've got all the IMDb, How do you browse actors on IMDb just by star meter? Most popular no celebs. Here we go. I can't I'm believe on, this. I'm on the numbers.com and it has like all the, the top 100 movie stars or whatever. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's Scarlett Johansson, Robert Downey Jr. These are, a lot of these are going to be MCU actors because of their Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Oh yeah. Vin Diesel. <laughs> Vin Diesel, 100%. And then we have all these female characters that I guess uh, current modern day stars that we have like, uh, well, it's again, a lot of Marvel people, but like Zoe Saldana, Scarlett Johansson. Timothy uh, Chalamet. <laughs> And then like classics like Harrison Ford. Oh, that's where we're going. I'm sorry. It's Tom Cruise, Harrison Ford. Oh, shoot. Tom Hanks. I love the idea of saying that these people star in it and they're each in like one scene and then the rest is yeah. like their bodies with velociraptor heads. I've always wanted to do, I, you know, I've, I did a movie, I did a series years ago at my old job where because an actor couldn't come on the trip with us, I wrote their character to be in summer school and the other characters brought a cardboard cutout of that character with them with a cell phone attached to it. And that was a way to have the character be in the story and I'd be able to interact mm-hmm. and it actually created even funnier situations. It's been a while, Jacket. Yes been a while yeah yeah um who are y'all talking to oh we're talking to uh walt's jacket you're what we're talking to walt's jacket you kind of have to be here to understand it, it i doubt that's true it is true garrett we please stop arguing with me but since then, I've always wanted to make a movie where it's a group of like unknown actors with a cardboard cutout of George Clooney, and you get to bill it as George Clooney gets top billing in the film, or and George Clooney, even though he never appears in the film, but you get his permission and everything. Incredible. All right, Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise, <laughs> Tom Hanks is a bastard. Hundred <laughs> uh, percent. I want you to Renee, pull that clip of Ryan Polly saying Tom <laughs> Hanks is a bastard and just place it. <laughs> completely out of context at the top of the episode <laughs> i want the cold oh open speed polly saying tom hanks is a bastard and then you hard cut into the opening titles oh man That's and hilarious. i want you to right now create put on <laughs> screen a shot of his tombstone saying here lies ryan polly tom, tom hanks thought tom hanks was a bastard oh man that was good that's good what else did we say harrison ford dude i wish chadwick boseman was still alive oh my god he'd be there he would be a great raptor great raptor samuel um, it is funny looking at, it is funny looking at this list he is the movie star that has the least amount of movies like he's like the highest uh paid with the least amount of movies basically good for uh, or highest box office. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Cage. Right now I have Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, Harrison Ford, Samuel L. Jackson, Nicholas Cage. Uh, we need some more people of color. I'm willing to swap some people out. Don Cheadle. I love Don Cheadle. He's not as ridiculous. Eddie as Murphy. 
Eddie Murphy? Eddie, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Done. I mean, you know, I want to say Will Smith. I, I feel Not like anymore, he, he needs some redemption after he's uh, what he's been out. through. This. He's in timeout right now, unfortunately. <laughs> People are exiting his movies. I mean, that was just a big bowl of bad decision making. You, you guys have, there's so many other podcasts that have talked about this. We don't need to talk about it. You're right. But let's talk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would say Bruce Willis, Chris. but very sad news recently. Dude, Bruce freaking Willis, Bruce so. Willis. Yeah, that's a big bummer. Uh, we got Michael B. Jordan, of course. Hottie with the body. Sexiest man alive. Okay, Idris calm down, Elba. Calm down. <laughs> Idris Elba, beautiful man. We can put ja- throw Jackie Chan in there. Okay, actually, I like the randomness of Jackie Chan being in there. As <laughs> it's, well. it's, on. it's like the Expendables, but uh, Inglorious Raptors. I love that we have the movie already written, where it's just Raptors are replaced and a new backstory. And so now we're just uh, that's literally all that's different. Dude, is in the our backstory. focus group, we need to like go through the plot of Inglorious Bastards, but just yeah. change things to Raptors. Yeah, but but it's the only difference is they're Raptors and their backstory, like how they became Raptors. The rest of it is exactly the same. I'm going to um, try to find a, like a quick sort of plot description of Inglorious Bastards that we can just go through and just like read for our focus group. Yeah, you look for uh, that. Uh, so we've got our short list of actors here. Um, yeah, read them off for me. Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, Harrison Ford, Samuel L. Jackson, Nicolas Cage, Eddie Murphy, and Jackie Chan. Beautiful. All with raptor heads. And yeah, we see there is that scene once uh, Hugo Stiglitz is introduced and it's like... And it says his title on the screen. We kind of see him like we see a few of their backstories in the film of like them being captured and then broken, you know, broken out of jail by the by the bastards or whatever. So I feel like we can kind of see that uh, for a few of them kind of seeing them, you know, before they're taken in and they're experimented on. And now they have a raptor head and they're broken out of jail or something by the yeah. other raptors jumping around. Maybe there's a few of them. We never even see the actual face. But in the end credits, it says like played by and it's a huge star. Yeah. No, I think the whole we the backstory we always see them. Like well, I want each of these people to appear at least once in this sequence because that's montage. that's the trailer is having all the shots from their backstories. Yes, yeah. love it. Oh wait, okay, Matt I Damon. Fa- I got to put him on this list as well. I found a very short synopsis of *Inglorious Bastards* that I'm going to copy and paste into our. Is there a way that you can pitch it to document? where? Is there a way we and can word it to where it, it, we don't? They don't know. Immediately tell them it's *Inglorious Bastards*. We oh just yeah, of course. Reveal it on the title. Yeah, I think we just start like you know we're in a Nazi Germany in 1941. Uh, or you know oh, Nazi occupied France is what it is alright so our film uh, begins in 1941 I'm gonna practice this so like, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll do this paragraph you get the next one Shoshana Jewish girl in France well, should, we, should we change should we change the names or should we yeah yeah we'll just say a Jewish girl from France we'll call her a gal hides uh, she's hiding beneath the floor of a farmhouse while this uh, <laughs> it's already so obvious <laughs> I love it she, her family's killed. She has to hide from this super evil Nazi dude who interrogates like her father and the people and the other people like in the house for the presence of hidden Jews in the home. Oh no, that's all right. That's right. It's the farmer. That's right. When they are found, I'm remembering all this as I read it. When they are found, Shoshana flees while the rest are gunned down. Right. So later this character, oh, how do we do this? this? So we come to a, a, a group of soldiers that are in a special <laughs> army unit. And suddenly a vintage sports car peels up peels around and in the sports car is a man with a raptor for a head oh he hops so do you want to you want to hold off on the twist i think here's what i'm getting let me see i yeah i do i want to if i want to reveal at the end of the paragraph if i can i don't know what's there part of a group of soldiers that are meant to fight in a special army say years later that are known for yeah for killing and scalp for killing nazis and i don't want to get too gross and scar even though it's yeah uh, killing and scalping Nazis. i'm such a such a soft little boy carving uh, i'll just say scalping killing and scalping nazis and carving a swastika on the forehead heads of the survivors.
survivors, right? And it works. <laughs> and the fear of this group is known throughout German ranks, but not just because of their unconventional style. It's also the fact that they are. I know the whole carving the swastika is like, obviously it means a lot because it's like you're sending these Nazis, like they can't get rid of, they can't erase their history. That is who they are. They did these atrocities. They can't like hide from it. But I like the idea of them carving like their like ra- like their raptor claws and instead like oh, nice. showing that they they were that they were like okay. uh, caught by the raft the inglorious raptors or whatever and it's that that traditional like Jurassic Park three you know claws <laughs> just three um, all the Jurassic Park films have a three a slash of three <laughs> Jurassic Park three is what I said no uh, totally so yeah. it's oh but it's only referencing one Jurassic Park movie so they're doing a three across all of them well well don't, aren't there claws don't they have like or is it like the one. raptor claws it's the one the one tapper. They've got little ones, oh, but the big one's the one there. That's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Also, they have human hands. I just remembered. They do have human hands. So that's why I wonder <laughs> if crap. they, they car, either carved right. the swastika they, or they just killed him. No, I mean, it's got to be that because that's actually meaningful. Like to the, uh, there's a, there's a reason for that. They drive so, yeah, around and old, like, and it's these, this group that drives around. And the reason they instill fear in everybody and they're so willing is because they were part of an experimental division when they were prisoners. They were taken hostage by the Nazis for a period of time and they were experimented on and all of their heads were replaced with Velociraptor heads. These are the Inglorious Raptors. And this is the story. Cut to title. Inglorious Raptors, chapter one. (laughs) And this is their story. And honestly, we can just say, and so here's what we want to do. We're taking the movie Inglorious Bastards and we are going to, we're we're going to swap out that main group with guys with raptors for heads, raptor, (laughs) raptor heads for heads. And because their backstory is that they were part of this Nazi experimentation, Nazi experiment thing where they were, their heads were swapped with raptor heads and then they broke out and now they're seeking revenge. Uh, I'm getting a call from the studio. Uh, I'm going to answer it. Looks like we got a wild card in, at hand. Here we go. Hello, studio. This is Ryan and Seth. One second, guys. Just finishing this delicious, crisp Coca-Cola. Ah, America <laughs> juice. Oh, yeah, sure. Wow, you, Take your time, sir. Finish that. No, I mean, we like Coke, too. Like, you don't have to convince us, but... Uh, uh, what do you got for us? Got some additional information that I think will be important to know when you pitch. Okay. What is it? Sending it over in an email. Uh, I mean, you, you could, could just tell us. us. You really, you really could, could just one of these days. In an email. Okay, we got it. We, you really could just one of these days just, just tell us. <laughs> it wouldn't be that big of a deal. It's almost like there's someone like typing in the words that you're saying and you're not actually a person. Uh, this email that you sent over, it just says Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Is that, is that what you intended to send? You better believe it. Okay. Okay. Well, I well, guess uh, we'll uh, incorporate it into our movie. Thank you for we'll calling. Be- Talk to you soon. Hopefully, uh, we hear some good news. Talk soon. <laughs> I'll just be over here pledging my allegiance to our beautiful flag. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll uh, catch you later. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies. Oh, that's not the pledge of allegiance. <laughs> sir. Okay. <laughs> Cut them off there. Yeah. Uh, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Okay. We just, I say we just cast they, them in some of the roles. Here's the deal. We're, we're going to do what they did on full house. They're both going to play gal. We're just going to swap out. Yeah, you know, yeah, for gal. Time. <laughs> Done. Okay.
Done, done. I love it. Okay, so we have we've got about five minutes left in our time. I say we we go through, we find so I'm gonna read uh some the rest of this sort of synopsis. Let's just go through and change a few of the sort of uh the beats to make it a little uh, raptorize it, so to speak. Universe raptorize. So Gal, obviously we join her years later and she's changed her identity and runs a movie theater in occupied Paris. She's romantically pursued by Frederick Zoller, a famous German sniper with a high body count. Zoller has started a propaganda film about a success in battle. What is, how funny would it be if they have like uh, propaganda films with like dinosaurs in them? Excellent. Like, it's like they're like Jurassic movies. They're just the Jurassic Park film. <laughs> so he convinces you know so and so to hold a premiere at Gal's Theater, uh, of course, where Hitler will be in the third act. And she hatches a plan to burn the theater with the ground with everybody trapped inside. Meanwhile, a British Royal Marine plans attack on a premiere at the theater. He teams up with bastards to go undercover. Raptors. The, ma- the Raptors. That's right. The the Raptors. I feel like we shouldn't reveal the title until we've like finished going through the synopsis and they're like they totally know that we're just quoting Inglourious Bastards but we're just straight face. <laughs> we keep going. We keep Say, going. Just tune in. Just tune in. You'll- he teams up with the Raptors going to cover and massacre the Nazis at the theater by meeting with the German film star Bridget von Hammersmark. I really want her to be a Raptor too but I guess it doesn't make that much sense. Sure. Why not? So After hang on. nearly escaping uh, a run. Uh, hang on. Who's Hammersmark? Uh, she's the film star. Yes. Yeah, she's played by uh, what's her yeah. Yeah. National Treasure, what's her they name? They engineered uh, her, and they're proud of her. She's also a raptor. <laughs> That's funny. And we have to change the name to, like, Bridget Von... Raptor Smark. Raptor Smark, I was about to say that. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> or Hammer Smark. That's good. Hammer Smark. <laughs> After nearly escaping a run-in with some German soldiers, Von Velasta, Velociraptor Hammersmark, gosh, yes, in the leg, and the raptors lose all the German-speaking allies. Hans Landa, uh, did we rename him, too? I don't know. Yeah, our, yeah, our we did. Na- uh... Our big Nazi bad guy is in Paris. He investigates the shooting, and he finds Velociraptor's shoe and a napkin with their information. Raptor, what's our, our uh, Aldo Rain? What's our uh, main raptor guy going to be called? Uh, Dino. Um, uh, Dino. Al, Al Dino Rain. Dino Dane. Dino Dan sounds like a really cool dude I'm, who loves dinos. Like just a. I'll say Aldino Dane. So it's still. Uh, I'm a big fan. He's still got the owl in the beginning. Comes to the premiere posing out as an Italian filmmaker along with two other raptors. <laughs> the raptors just had a film premiere in tuxedos. Uh, Londa is at the premiere and quickly figures out who the raptors are. He takes Von Velasaraptor in a private office, interrogates her, and then murders her when he confirms she has been working with the British and the American raptors. Time to pitch your movie. I think we're good. I think we've got this document. We'll read the rest of it when we get into the pitch. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Welcome, Grant Wakefield, back to the Writer's Room Game Show. Thank you. Thank you. So good to be back. One of the producers of the show, one of the, I was going to say, one of the executive producers at Weekend Video. He is the executive producer at Weekend Video. And uh, I don't wear my shirt today. Oh, nice. Love it. Matching my background. Uh, Seth, I don't see you have any Weekend Video swag on. Don't see that any posters in the background or uh, <laughs> no, but okay. I have a, interesting. I have a poster for the film Alligator. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know there was a film called Alligator. That's oh beautiful. my God, Polly! Is that the one showed... you told me about a few weeks ago that you watched with Darren? It's friend of the show, Darren. It's a friend of the show, Darren. It's unbelievable, <laughs> and I'm going to send you the trailer. <laughs> I love it. Well, Grant, 
Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Sorry I didn't give you a grand introduction. You've already been on the show a few times. I feel like the listeners already know you by now. So deal with it. Um, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Friend of the show, Grant Wakefield. Well. I'm just going to get right into it. I'm, I'll give you our assignment. And you know what, Seth, actually, if you want to take a look at our idea, idea pile, uh, that in your head, okay. and I'm going to pass it off to him to get into our story. So today we have uh, developed a revenge movie for you. Okay. Um, the tone is playful. The demographic is fans of vintage sports cars and the uh, studio mandate was actually the studio apparently has a big poll right now with uh, directors um, their uh, you know hot new studio and they've asked us to pick a director any director to develop a remake of a popular film for and they wanted it to be an unexpected pick something that was really juicy that would get butts and seats juicy Um, juicy that's what that's what it said so uh, so with that uh, I'm going to pass it off to my partner Seth Worley to give you the beginning of our pitch Yeah, so our film takes place, begins in 1941. Uh, Our main character, we'll call her Gal. She is a young Jewish girl in France, and we find her, she is hiding beneath the floor of a farmhouse uh, while a Nazi colonel interrogates the farmer uh, above her who is looking for the presence of hidden Jews in the home. When they are found under the floor, Gal runs away while the rest of the people are gunned down. It's super, super scary, uh, super intense. But then um, we get ahead a few years later, and uh, an American lieutenant Tenant. He is recruiting American soldiers to fight in the special army unit, which I'll, I'll tell you what they're called in a second. They are intended to spread terror in the German army. They're known for killing and scalping Nazis and carving a swastika into the foreheads of the survivors. It works. So is, it, is this movie supposed to? It's a remake of a popular film, similar to another previous movie. Correct? It might. Yeah, I mean, so, it's, it's, it's a remake. So yeah, um, we, we, we've okay. got our own spin on it. Yeah, for sure. So this okay. whole thing okay. works. And fear of this team is spread throughout German ranks because of their non-traditional. It's the people they are feared because of their non-traditional and questionable methods, but also because they their heads are the heads of velociraptors. <laughs> They were a part of a scientific program, program, pff, these scientific experiments <laughs> that the Nazis were doing on American soldiers that they would catch and hold hostage in which they would, they were cloning dinosaurs and replacing the, trying to build these dino, dino super soldiers by replacing uh, their heads with velociraptor heads. And so these are surviving American soldiers from these troops, uh, from this program who managed to escape and break out. And now they are all working together to get revenge and use their newfound talents and powers and, you know, intellect and um, intelligence. As you know, raptors are highly intelligent uh, species and they were able, they were able to get things done that, you know, traditional use uh, other troops may not be able to uh, accomplish. Ryan, you want to take it from there? Yeah. So we, obviously we cut to title and we see the title and glorious raptors. And from title, we actually joined back with Gal who we met in the opening scene. She's since changed her identity. She runs a movie theater and Nazi occupied France. She's romantically pursued by, um, let's just say his name's Frederick Zoller. He's a uh, a famous German sniper with, with high body count. Didn't change whatsoever. So, <laughs> no change. It's a remake. We've got to we got to have some uh, recognizable characters here. Got a lot of Lost Raptors. Which uh, Seth, before I continue, yes. do you want to name some of the the huge stars we're going to be featuring um, in our film? Yeah. So when that we are meet them, playing these, you know, yeah. when we meet the the Raptors, we go like we flash back and show kind of like where they're from, like who they were before they were part of the uh, before they 
they were experiments experimented on. We see that each of them are played by any number of people from this short list of casting lists. The idea is they are raptors throughout the majority of the film, but they will all be played by these actors. And in these flashbacks, we will briefly see them, but pre raptor in their human form and their recognizable faces. So Tom sure. Cruise plays our, our lead Aldino Dane and Aldino Dane. Yeah. Uh, okay, great. The yep. other raptors consist of some, you know, little known talents such as Tom Hanks, Harrison Ford, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson, Nicholas Cage, Eddie Murphy, yeah. Jackie Chan, <laughs> and Matt Damon. Okay. Yes, the okay. Glorious Raptors. Uh, and I should mention too that Gal, who is sort of one of our protagonists as well, she's yeah. played by both Mary Kate and Ashley, who are rotating Olsen. out. Um, yeah. Yeah, Olsen. Still, due, due yeah. to scheduling yeah. conflicts. Yes. Uh, well, of course. Of course. So, uh, yes. So, because we, you know, this is a fresh remake. We wanted to make it fresh, but also nostalgic. We wanted people to sort of have a familiar face that they yeah. hadn't seen in a while. But it's only un- one. Unexpected. Yeah. One alternating familiar face. Yeah. Can, can I just say, I love the image of like Tom Hanks's manager being like, hey, uh, I got a project that you might be interested in and uh, and him pitching this. Oh, yeah. I mean, Nick Cage, obviously, you can see and, that I mean, this is a no-brainer. And his manager just but. being of course. totally into it, just blowing his mind and like instantly, <laughs> yeah. immediately in, right? And he, he right. just says, Tom Hanks is a bastard. Or a raptor. <laughs> okay, so we're going to do, we're going to, I'm going to get you back into our story. Obviously, we yeah. have a gal who's running this movie theater. Zoller starts to like her. He's this the star in all these Nazi propaganda films. And he convinces some of these higher ups in the German Nazi whatever to hold a premiere at Gal's theater. And unfortunately, it, it's decided that all of these German higher ups are going to be there at the theater. And that's when Gal makes a plan that she's, you know, going to burn down the theater with all these Germans trapped inside. And then mm. meanwhile, we have this uh, British Royal Marine who's planning an attack on the premiere. And so he teams up with the Raptors, of course, to go undercover. Yeah. Raptors undercover as as they as they go. Of course. On the regular. Only, uh, only natural. Yeah, they're going to team up and sort of sabotage and kill these Nazis at the premiere. So mm-hmm. they meet at this sort of underground bar and they meet this German film star who is Bridget von Velasa Hammersmark. And uh, she also has a Raptor head because uh, she's sort of a success story for the Germans. They're like, see, yeah. we, we successfully turned her into a Velociraptor and she's a big film star. <laughs> They're making right. Jurassic movies, you know, all of this crazy okay. stuff. Success story for the Germans. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, there's a big shootout between these Nazis and Raptors and, yeah. and, and this underground bar. And uh, some of them just nearly escape. It's a uh, Velocihammersmark and a few of the Raptors escape, but she was shot in the leg and the Raptors mm. lose all of their German speaking allies in that, in that scene. So mm. then we find out that the German that we saw at the beginning of the film who killed Gal's family, John's Landa, is in, it's not almost John. John's Lando. John's. So John's Lando is in Paris. Yeah. As we find out he's investigating the shooting and he finds Velasa Hammersmark's shoe and a napkin with her information. Aldino mm. Dane comes to the pr- to the premiere posing as an Italian filmmaker along with two other raptors. And um, he's like, ah, ah. And then Subhouse says, Bongiorno. Oh, okay. So John's so he speaks is at the French through Raptor. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're all subtitled. We know what subtitles. they're saying. Yeah. Okay, okay. In fact, yeah, if you yeah. not mention it, all the Raptors only speak Raptor. It's entirely subtitled whenever okay. they speak. Okay, sure. Um, okay. But it's that witty, you know, repartee dialogue of Quentin Tarantino, just subtitled yeah. and vo- vocalized. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Witty, witty, quick subtitle Raptor. Vocalized subtitle. with hoots and screeches. Um, so John's at the premiere and quickly figures out 
about who the Raptors are. It's pretty clear when you look at them. He takes Velasa Hammersmark to a private office, interrogates her, and then murders her when he confirms she's been working with the British. Yeah, and she she Mm. falls to the ground. A German star collapses. Mm. And she dies. The star class. 100%. 100%. So Dane and another raptor are taken prisoner. However, Johns makes a deal for immunity and allows the mission at the theater to proceed. It also should be pointed out, I think we left it out, that the raptors, they drive around in an old 1967 Ford. <laughs> Something American in Germany? Galaxy Paris? 500. Uh, <laughs> okay. In in Germany, yeah, and in yeah. Germany, and okay. it's and it's and it's an interesting choice because it mm-hmm. it's not a convertible like one would think when they yeah. googled it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so you know, if you picture that, you know, a bunch of velocir- a bunch of glorious raptors driving around in a yeah, and the thing is, they got raptor heads. You said, they don't, you said they don't have a Ford, bodies. a Ford Galaxy five hundred. Yes, yeah. okay, but it's like a nineteen thirty five Ford Galaxy. <laughs> They all fit in here. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, they all fit in there. It's totally uh, what you would expect. Anyway, so Ryan, you want to take it or you want me to keep going? Yeah, no, I'll take it. So basically, they, yeah. you know, there's this plan at the theater. Our Johns Landa is interrogating Aldino Dane and, and uh, mm-hmm. one of his compadres. And they end up making a deal. And he's like, I want I want out. You know, I'm, I want to have, want to be free and live in America and have all this stuff. So they make a deal. I want a Meanwhile, suitcase the, full of money. Like the deal is for yes, a suitcase full of money. Suitcase right? full of money. Exactly. He's yeah. like, I want that money. It's my mm-hmm. money and I need to now is what he says yes. as most germans say quoting a infomercial standard from, yeah for, for, for uh, yeah parlance. of course and then at the theater of course um if you've seen the original and glorious passage film you might know what's happening but we've got a unique twist okay. of course gal burns the theater down they're trapped inside hitler tries to escape and he's mauled by two of the inglorious raptors they completely you know we sort of you know tilt up as they sort of start mm. to eat his face off um hitler right. has been killed by the inglorious past uh, <laughs> glorious raptors and uh we joined uh Aldino Dane and John's Landa, where uh, they honor the agreement, but not before Aldino Dane can carve a swastika on his head. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get this last line where Aldino Dane says, rah, 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 and it's subtitled, you know, this might be my masterpiece. Absolutely. Oh, and man. something, you know, I think we left out, it's a little <laughs> anticlimactic to put it here, but was that Dino Dane, Aldino Dane was a chief of police back in his hometown mm-hmm. and was famous because he notoriously had to put down a drug sniffing dog when the, when the dog sniffed drugs <laughs> that were prescribed and not, not actually accidentally sent a man to prison for having. Oh, pres- yeah. That was his backstory. Uh, we see yeah. uh, Tom Cruise wow. doing this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so but anyways, I, that's our, that's our film. But important to note. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So how likely are you to see this movie on a scale of one to 10? Oh man. Um, 10. Great. Yeah. I mean, for, for the strict uh, originality of it, I I gotta say a 10. Absolutely. All right. Paula, you want to keep asking more questions? Yes. How likely are you to recommend this movie to a friend? Again? I mean, just from the unique vision of it. Um, plus the the big Hollywood talent that's behind it. I mean, you got Eddie Murphy and Tom Hanks in the same movie. I mean, of course, I got to recommend this to everybody. Yeah, yeah. An unbiased ten from the executive producer of Glorious mm-hmm. Raptors. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention that it's Steven Spielberg's Inglorious Raptors. Yes. So I don't know if that changes then, anything for you. Yes, eleven. Um, <laughs> Although I would have totally uh, gone for Nancy Myers Inglorious Raptors. <laughs> yes. 
You know, she's actually yeah. coming out of retirement. I saw yeah. that today. She's yeah. She's got a Netflix film. Adherence to the assignment. How well do we do? We've got a playful revenge movie for fans of vintage sports cars, like the 1935 Ford Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And the uh, studio mandate was, uh, you know, pick a director to direct a remake. Our wild card, forgot to mention, was Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. How well did we adhere to that assignment? I mean, I'm struggling a little bit to uh, find the playfulness of the revenge story, but I, I guess if we're... And- the heads of human bodies i i yeah i was about to say i guess if we are looking strictly from the playfulness of uh the raptors themselves then um yes strict uh adherence to the to the mandates yes one to ten uh gotta be a ten <laughs> I, I mean we're, we're in this deep all right here we go overall idea overall idea rate it one to ten here we go I mean, again, unique, very unique vision uh, for for this story. So I got to give it a 10. Wow, unique. Should we tell him now that we copy and pasted a synopsis and changed the words? No, don't tell Wait. him. <laughs> what? He's that so shocked. Ba- that wasn't our- based? <laughs> That was based on something? Yeah, on believe something. it or not. And then our idea pile was someone has too much to drink, uh, the chief of police, a suitcase full of money, a drug-sniffing dog, and a star collapses. Or a German film star collapses to the ground. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you definitely nailed all those. It's interesting that Dino Dane really, uh, it seemed like he he had a lot of those in his backstory, which is interesting and very, again, unique. Uh, yeah, unique right at the end of the pitch, too. You just get him right yeah. in there. Um, so it looks like we got four out of our five ideas. So if we take our perfect 40 score and then add eight points on top, it looks like we got 48 out of 50 points for this movie. Uh, congratulations wow. is in order, uh, Seth. Well done. You too, buddy. Well done. We did yeah. it. We tricked him. I mean, we tricked him. Getting a call. Um, Grant, I'll put on speakerphone so you can actually hear the studio as well. Sweet. Here yeah, we I'd love to. Hello, is this the uh, studio calling? Guys, I've got some good news. As the great George Washington once said, they can take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Uh, Now, how does that apply to us, uh, studio? And speaking of freedom, we're buying your movie. Oh, wow. Incredible. Yes. Nice. Thank you so much. Definitely not British, but American uh, studio head. Thank you so much. Um, I don't even know what to say. Uh, Seth, you got anything? Uh, No, I just thank you so much, sir. Thanks for all your hard work. And thanks to the troops for all our freedom. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks. Well, uh, feeling patriotic today. Very yeah, American. Well, take care, uh, Mr. Studio, and uh, I look forward to our future collaborations together. We got a new studio head today. Great. Yeah, I was gonna say it's interesting hearing. Are y'all partnering with the British studio on this one? I mean, it makes sense the historical, you know, film here. He really, he really takes his time to <laughs> think through what he's gonna say. He's very mm-hmm. intentional with his words. Yeah. Yeah. God bless you. God bless America. Big hugs and kisses all night long. Oh, wow. Oh, all Bye. night. Okay. Bye, sir. <laughs> I think that's a good place to say goodbye. Thank you so much. Man, yeah. Um, that was a weird one. That was a weird, uh, but you know what? You got to roll with the punches. That was our best score of the entire season. I think this one uh, might be our masterpiece. <laughs> yes, so yeah. to speak. The Writer's Room Game Show with me, Ryan Pollock, and Seth Worley. Executive produced by Grant Wakefield at Weekend Video and Ann Fogarty at Plot Devices. Edited to perfection by Renee Gomez. Our art is by your buddy, Meg Lewis, and our face-melting music is by Ben Worley. 
The Writer's Room Game Show is a weekend video production in association with Plot Devices. Learn more about weekend video at weekend.video and check out writersroomgame.show to listen to all of our episodes and suggest your own prompts for future shows. And don't forget to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. It really helps our show out a lot. See you in the next one.